Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Ambassador, I would have come to Vulcan to express my deepest sympathies. Spare me your human platitudes, Kirk. I have been to your government, I've seen the Genesis information and your own report. Then you know how bravely your son met his death. Why did you leave him on Genesis? Spock trusted you, and you denied him his future. I saw no future. Only his body was in death, Kirk, and you were the last one to be with him. Yes, I was. Then you must know that you should have come with him to Vulcan. But why? Because he asked you to. He entrusted you. With his very essence, with everything that was not of the body, he asked you to bring him to us and to bring that which he gave you, his katra, his living spirit. Sir. Your son meant more to me than you can know. I'd have given my life if it would have saved his. Believe me when I tell you, he made no request of me. He would not have spoken of it openly. Then how is Kirk, I must have your thoughts. May I join your mind? Certainly. And welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week we hunt for the green-blooded, pointy-eared devil that we just won't let die as we get sauced and review the third movie in our Summer of Star Trek series. It's 1984's Star Trek III, The Search for Spock. But first, he's the boarding party Klingon who doesn't know what a countdown is to my time-traveling inventor Klingon with questionable tastes and pets. It's James. How are you doing, James? All right, there's so much wrong with what you just said, but I'm glad you spit it out without having to redo it a third time. And fuck you, too. He is the Klingon who can't aim and just calls it a lucky shot. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? That was the creepiest dog thing I have ever seen. Yeah, it was. That was, that was Seriously? wrong. Seriously, you two don't know about Klingon pets? No, it's it's not something I study. Dude, it on was a, a it basis. was it's like they took the, the it's like they take their pets and they skin them and show their muscle only. That that is not that that is not accurate at all. Okay. Well, why That's don't you educate like. us, uh, Doctor James, on on your Klingon petology? I I don't because I I don't care. <laughs> My apathy. You I'm just going to be honest. Up. Like it's July fifth. I've stopped caring about everything. I'm just waiting for the next like major thing to happen, whether it's chickenzilla or murder hornets on steroids. I'm just waiting. Well, Well, I'm sure that shoe's going to drop soon. So yeah, probably. Did you get any sleep this week? I I got, I got some. Do you drug your daughter? Is, is that how you fixed it? No. Um, you should. You should look she, into that. There was one night Benadryl. she actually, yeah, right. There was one night she actually slept for 12 hours, which is literally what she needs, I think, for an entire 30-day period is just one 12-hour cycle 
<laughs> and then she's fully recharged and uh, ready to wreak havoc on my sleep cycle. Probably true. Yeah. So I'm telling you, a lock on the outside of the door will do you wonders. That's not how that works, Rob. Uh, no. As long as CPS doesn't find out, you're okay. Uh, no. Well, I don't Jeez. think you can do that, Rob. Jesus. You what can. Is, this is the 1950s. Wow. Just because don't you don't get dad. caught doing something wrong, Rob, doesn't make it wrong. <laughs> well, you mean or doesn't right? make it not does wrong. Mean, I don't know. I, I maybe I might I might agree with Rob on this one. Like, whatever. Not not I'm not locking her. I'm just saying if you don't get caught, it's not wrong. That's all I'm saying. Also, and it's and it's not wrong. It's it's called good parenting. No, it's called a targ. It's not a targ. T a r g targ. That's the name of the Klingon dog thing. That they all love. Like, it's a thing. You, you know what I think oh. is is they wanted to call it a turd, but uh, <laughs> the, guy, the guy couldn't read his own handwriting. Yeah. I don't think that's accurate. Yeah. You know who came up with the Vulcan language and the Klingon language? I mean, he didn't write all of it, but he, he came up with the, uh, the, the words in the movie that the language was written around. You know who that was, right? No. Who? James Scotty Duhan. Okay. Yeah, that look just a little Trek trivia for you to kick off this episode because we're just—I'll tell you what—we're on to a rip roaring start. Yeah, what's happening around CBC, James? Uh, CBC, the Drunkenomics guys get drunk and they talk economics. Uh, go figure. Spoiler: They die. Had their farewell episode that actually released on a Thursday for once. So congratulations to them uh, and good luck uh, with whatever uh, projects you guys move on to because STD is canceled. They are not canceled. They are indeed. Uh, the Bad Gamers crew, uh, they're, they're probably covering some shitty game that is terrible, and none of them want to tell me how to build a PC and what, what I need. Uh, they just ask me, so what's your budget? And then they leave me hanging for the rest of the night. Yeah, what was your answer? My answer was, I don't know. I Just give me some options. That was my answer. So you didn't did answer, answer their question. I did. I, it doesn't matter. I did. I said, I don't know. I don't really have a budget. Why don't you just throw me some options? So they could just throw you some kind of five or ten thousand dollar PC option, and you'd be okay with that. Well, they can they can certainly pitch that. I, I'm down for an elevator pitch uh, for a ten thousand dollar PC. Yes, uh, will I buy it? No, but they can pitch it. I just wanted some options. This is all I wanted. They didn't give me any. Uh, Status uh, still comes out on Wednesdays. Uh, STD doesn't come out at all anymore. Uh, bad gamers play bad games. Drunkenomics gets drunk. Ice Forward March has a new episode. does come out. On Thursdays, but not anymore because they got canceled. Ice Forward March, uh, they're coming out uh, with a new episode soon-ish, I think, here this hey, week might be. And, and Rob, uh, Simply Stogie started a brand new YouTube channel, uh, and it's got their first video out, coffees, uh, Cigars and Coffee. I always fuck up that title. Uh, it's Cigars and Coffee. It Simply Stogies presents Cigars and Coffee. Go check it out. YouTube, you get to see my ugly mug and Tim's uh, pretty face. So speaking of um, STD, STD on Thursday, canceled? Yeah, uh, canceled. Well, no, on Thursdays. How did you like the special Thursday episode? I said it was a very special farewell episode. Uh, it's sad to see them go. It wasn't a I, farewell episode. It was a brilliant episode. It was the but, roasting uh, you, of Mr. Crowley, and I loved it. Yeah, well, I don't, I, it's fine if that's what they, look, if that's how they chose to spend their very last episode together podcasting, it's not their last so episode. be it. 
What it's, what I found what I found the most entertaining down. was the fact that um, they were laughing more than they were roasting. Yeah, they, they were. They, they were just, cracking they, themselves up. They were. Yeah, they you were guys, cracking themselves up harder wow. than they were laughing. You guys thought they, they were laughing. Roasting. They were crying because it was their last episode. They've been canceled. They're very upset. Are you talking Uh, about the same show that we're talking about? Spoiler, they died. I think he's getting confused with the fact that he was crying while he listened to it because it uh, hurt his feelings so bad. Well, that does happen when you get older. And they were Mm -hmm. talking about how old he was. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. Spoiler, they die. I'm sure it'll still be on uh, creativebraincandy.com. Check them out. Check out. The rest of uh, the great family of podcasts we have there. Um, I don't know how long we'll keep Spoiler They Die on there, uh, but it is a dead podcast. They have pod faded into oblivion. No. Uh, good long. Uh, no, they goodbye. Haven't. So long. Farewell. He's like projecting so bad. <laughs> ridiculous. Rob, you got any news for us this week? Of course. Uh, I take shits every week, so therefore I have news every week. Oh my god, this is the new thing. You take shits every week, so you have well, news. Well, yeah, because that's when I do all my news. So if there's uh, ever a week where you get rocked up, we're not going to have any news. You're not going to have any news, and I'll let you know about it. Yeah. Please don't. don't worry. Just say there's, no, there's no news this week. We'll understand yeah. what happened. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Oh, do um, we need to send you some X lax if we want good news? No, yeah. is, no. Is the quality because, of the news controlled by the flow? No, it's controlled. <laughs> it's controlled by the amount of time I sit on the pot. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah. controlled by the flow. If you're not flowing and it's not taking you uh, forever to take a dump, if it's just like a quick little doot doot doot, then guess what? Like our news is going to suck. Like we need you to I don't know stop eating fiber, except one day a week. Like maybe just eat cheese six yeah. days a week. Cheese and, and dairy. on that, yeah, on that cheese last day. Okay. Like just overload on the fiber. Okay. And then we have just a big let it all come out. Taco Bell. Yeah, we have a fiber right. and Taco, Taco Bell on that last fiber day. And Taco nice, Bell. <laughs> nice. All right, so um, Disney has uh, apparently there's a rumor out there that um, the last three uh, movies are not the movies we were looking for. Oh, thank God. I hope this is true. Yeah. Apparently, there is some talks about uh, just resetting the last three uh, movies. Um, now, Kathleen Kennedy is not a big fan of it, and apparently she's dragging her feet and trying to f- push back. But then we've got our boy, uh, John Favreau, who is saying, fuck you, go away. Uh, maybe not in those exact words, but similar. Wait, so Favreau's um, behind this rumor? Uh, well, apparently Favreau is all for doing a reset. Okay, and this this is let's just in in the history of cinema, this would be unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Well, not I necessarily. Th- I don't think it's gonna really. Can you name another series that has completely reboot less than ten years after the original came out? Oh, less than ten years. Yeah, um, Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, Spider-Man, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that might Spider-Man. be fair. Yeah, um, that's fair. Uh, but those uh, were... Riot, uh, what is yeah. it, Fantastic Four? Um, uh, X-Men? X-Men? No, X-Men didn't. No, yeah, X-Men no, they was... Just, yeah. uh, they retconned, yeah, they didn't reboot. Uh, yeah, well... They were like, here, we're younger now. Okay. We're hip. 
we're cool millennials. Well, what they're what they're looking to do is they're bringing in some aspects of the Rebels series, where there is a what what is it um, a world between worlds that allows them to wait for it. Time travel. No, I'm oh, out. Yep. Yeah. I'm done. Uh, I'm out. So, so the idea, and, and apparently we kind of saw a taste of that with the whole mirror thing that Ray went through in one of the uh, movies um, as far as like uh, seeing an evil version of herself. And uh, that is that. I thought that was like a, I thought whatever. that was like a dark side vision thing that she yeah. was going through kind of like Luke in the yeah. cave. It was it yeah, was a right of passage. Apparently it's, yeah, but it's, apparently it's something similar to um, what is it called? The veil. They call it the veil of mirrors, um, and that's what it is. Sounds like that okay, this is what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. This this is starting to sound dumb. Okay, so the, they're just trying to come up with a plausible way to redo all the shit that happened. Why don't they just Which I'm okay start with. at square one? Right. I don't know. Let's know. just redo seven, eight, and nine. Like new actors, different. Just say plot. sorry. Say sorry, yeah. guys. And in fact, the the scroll at the beginning, the 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 iconic Star Wars scroll at the at the beginning should just <laughs> it'll, say it'll we're the title sorry. Be sorry, we fucked up. <laughs> yeah. we're sorry. That's all it should say is we're sorry. That's it. And then we move on. <laughs> Episode seven, take two. <laughs> Episode seven. Now, now they're gonna have to get a bunch seven. of that mea culpa. Yes, episode seven, Bay of Culpa. I like that a lot. That They're the going to have to get a bunch of uh, Canadian actors because those are the only ones that will be able to apologize the entire time for what happened. I don't need two hours of I'm sorry. What I need is that I need two minutes of, yeah, we fucked up, and this new series is our apology to you, the fans. It won't be divisive. There will be no social justice warrior bullshit. It'll be inclusive, and it'll be equal, but we're not going to shove it down your throat. And here it is. Like, thank you for understanding that Kathleen Kitty Kennedy is a fucking idiot. And there it is. And that's all I need. That's really all I need to hear from Star Wars. And then give me something better than what seven, eight, and nine were. Give me Luke teaching Jedi, Luke not killing a Jedi who happens to be his fucking nephew. Uh, and give me, give me not Palpatine. Give me not Snoke. Or if you're gonna give me Snoke. Like let's make give Snoke a fucking backstory, yeah. Like right. let's make him a really actual fucking villain. Yeah, uh, Snoke was Snoke was all good until you found out he didn't mean anything. No, he wasn't. Right. He was a fucking cardboard cutout until yeah. In, well, he was when you found out he didn't mean anything. In the when first he died movie, in two, he was a cardboard when cutout. He, he when was he died something in menacing that that Kylo Ren looked at every once in a while, and he threw, right, threw but, orders at him. <laughs> And that but was it, it was it was intriguing. Did he look at him Where, as often as he looked at his playboys? Is what that what is you're he saying? Doing? Where is he Maybe. from? And then and then where come did, to find where, out he's nothing. Yeah. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did where you did come you from? Come from Cotton Eye Snoke. Oh, I see what you did there. That's clever, Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So all right, that's I guess, all I need. Like, look, it doesn't so even you, have to have Han Solo. I don't care. Han Solo died. Leia died. The only one who lived is is Luke. And he's training Jedi. Would you recast Luke? No, I wouldn't recast Luke. Here's what I would do. I'd be like, look, man, we just need you for 10 minutes. You're, you're, you're the head of the Jedi order. And these new Jedi, uh, are new Jedi Knights are going out to, to face the new big bad. Like that's all we need you to do is send them out, give them a pep talk. And then they go. 
And if you're still alive in two years when we need to do eight, <laughs> then we might want to, we might want to bring you back for another 15 minutes, but yeah. I don't need fan service from the fucking trilogy. I really don't. Wait. I certainly don't need fucking fan service from the prequels. What I need is a new star Wars story and seven, eight, nine have said before, not star Wars stories. So would that pep talk include, you know, smack him on the butt and tell him, go get him. It depends on if the new Jedi is hot. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm okay with a female protagonist. I really am. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't care. Just don't make her stupid. And here's, here's my thing though, is I think that they, uh, they need to bring back the, uh, crazy ass acrobatic type fighting style and not the, um, wooden, uh, the wooden no, fighting I, style at the beginning and, or the, uh, or the, I think I know what I'm doing, but I'm not really, I really don't know. So I'm just going to spin this lightsaber around willy nilly and, oh, look, I killed you. Yeah, I'm okay. That happened that. in, that happened in the last one. Uh, well, it, little... it also happened in, it also kind of happened in Return of the Jedi. Well, yeah. When Han Solo yeah. just, you know, killed Boba Fett accidentally. So what's your estimation on this actually happening? Zero percent. Rob? That, um, I, I'm going to give it a 50-50. Wow, that's optimistic. Yeah. That's Man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's less than a, a daily rain chance at 10%. So, Well, uh, okay. <laughs> You're more optimistic than I am. This is not happening. Uh, it will never happen. I think if they did it, You'd piss half. You'd piss piss off half the fans again. Like there's nothing they could do at this point to make everybody happy. So just leave it the way it is, and everybody shut the fuck up. Yeah, I don't know that this is a wise decision myself. I, you know, maybe they don't do. Maybe they don't do the whole retconning thing. But maybe they do. Uh, say, forget it. Nah, they're and, not going to do that either. What else you got this week, Rob? All right, fine, fine. Um. <laughs> Thursday, August 6th, on CBS All Access, Star Trek Lower Decks will premiere. Um, Don't have All Access anymore. It's a cartoon. You'll need to get it. No, I won't. It's a cartoon, yeah. But it's made from the uh, same people that do Rick and Morty. It is indeed made by the original. uh, Yeah, some of the original. Okay, that's intriguing. Are they going to have the same kind of humor as Rick and Morty? Because I might be interested at that point. They are uh, going to bring back some uh, very well-known characters, they've it said. It says, given his history with Rick and Morty and Solar Opposites, we expect Lower Decks to deliver hilarity and weirdness. Okay, that's not the same. That's um, not the same thing as Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty is follows a bunch of incidents as they keep up with their duties and social lives while the ship is being rocked by multitude of sci-fi anomalies. Maybe they are going to do Rick and Morty in Star Trek. <laughs> and and the tagline is rarely going where no one has gone before. It should say rarely going where no anyone wants to go. Okay. Is what that that should be the tagline. Yeah. I'd watch that. I don't know. Maybe I'll get it, maybe I won't. I have it's undecided. 50/50. This is actually 50/50. Like I might get CBS All Access so I can watch this shit show uh and then bitch about it here. Or I might not and just pretend that it doesn't exist, much like I do with 7, 8, and 9 from Star Wars. Perfect. All right. Anything else, Rob? Oh, yeah. I got one more good thing. So 
Uh, because I don't care, and uh, because I want to steal BGA's thunder, um, <laughs> Amazon has ordered a Fallout TV series from Westworld's uh, Jonathan Nolan and Ooh. Lisa Joy. Oh, so that could be that good. Did, yeah. So the people that uh, were in charge of Westworld, uh, the creators, Jonathan Nolan, Lisa Joy, um, they are working on uh, Fallout. Uh, don't know... Don't know anything other than that because uh, it has just been ordered. Um, so, and it's coming from Amazon Studios, which um, you know they've been doing pretty good with stuff. Some of their original content, yeah, some of their original content's pretty good. And they used to have huge budgets on their original content. I think they've pulled back yeah. on some of the budgets on the shit that they've launched. But uh, yeah. well, still I mean, Jack from, Ryan was good. Jack yeah, Ryan's still coming good, from and- Jonathan Nolan and, and Lisa Joy. It it. The, the, yeah. They're they're pretty good at Westworld, so I'm I'm pretty excited I, about this. Yeah, I think it'll be kind of interesting. But uh, I just wanted to say, haha, uh, you heard it first here on Satis and not on BGA because they're slow. <laughs> Wait, when you say they're slow, then what 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 do you mean exactly? They're you take slow. it you you take it how you want. Uh, okay? all right. It can either be they are actually slow. Um, and, uh, you know, they're left-handed, um, or <laughs> you're left-handed. <laughs> no, I'm right-handed. Thank you very no, much. Or, um, it could just be the fact that the, uh, article came out on July 2nd and they haven't recorded yet. And, uh, we scooped them first. We That's also right. come out a day before. Yeah. We do release before they do as well. So I know, I know. So this is awesome. So if, if they try to put this into their, uh, into their show um, when they record tonight, which is even better because we record before they do, just barely, and uh, we release before they do. We can say, "Hey, you stole our shit." That's right. Are you, know, you trying they, to? Are you trying to like come? Are you? Are you trying to like have a, some sort of rivalry with BGA now? Maybe a friendly little rivalry on uh, on this. Yeah, is this kind of like me versus STD? It might be, um, but well, you know, my, that, I won't look, man, take mine any further this. than this just shtick. this one because and they got I knew canceled it was because a little, of it. Like, do you it's a really gray area, BGA right? Because too? it's it's based off of a video game, but it's sci-fi. So it is sci-fi, it in, so we can actually cover this when it sides. releases. Yeah, ooh, yeah, and then they could like go, oh man. Too bad we can't talk about this because Sadis is already doing it. I don't see why they couldn't talk about it. I mean, they would. We could have them they on wouldn't his cover his it shows. like we would cover it because this is our forte. They would just kind of yeah. probably mention it and fumble around about it, and then talk about uh, what Fallout seventy six. Oh my god, that dumpster <laughs> fire! Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> hey, yeah. speaking of dumpster fires, are we ready for a pod crawl? Because this movie's not as good as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. The film opens thinking it's a television episode by filling in the audience on the cliffhanger from last season. Spock is dead, they shot his body as a torpedo at the planet they blame for his death, but due to some mysterious gravitational flux, the space casket makes it to the planet's surface intact. The Enterprise is heading back to Earth for repairs, and the crew is grieving. Especially Bones, who is cosplaying as Spock in Spock's bedroom, freaking Kirk out. 
As they enter the starbase around Earth, they pass by the new hotness of the Federation, the Excelsior, captained by Baron Von Douchebag. The crew is debriefed as they leave the Big E, Scotty is reassigned to the Excelsior because it's running far too efficiently, and Kirk is told the Enterprise is being mothballed. As everyone is gathered at Kirk's place to mourn the end of both Spock and their careers, except Bones who is looking for the latest nightclub to show off his latest in disco fashion, Sarek shows up to read Kirk the riot act for not bringing Spock's body home and keeping his juicy essence all to himself. Kirk explains to Sarek that he never got a catcher injection from Spock, theirs wasn't quite that type of relationship, and besides, he was on the bridge at the time. Sarek isn't buying it, so he pokes around in Kirk's brain a bit, and only finding Manhor memories, concludes he doesn't have Spock's special gift. Kirk re-watches the second movie to get a clue as to what happened, and sees Spock roofie Bones and then slip him his catra. Meanwhile, in an undisclosed bar, Bones is making a scene looking for a ride back to Genesis. The puffer fish posing as a space taxi driver is having none of it, and Bones' big mouth attracts the attention of the Federation secret police who throw Bones in the loony bin. Kirk wants to get Spock's body to take back to Vulcan with Bones so the Vulcans can mystically remove Spock's juicy essence and release it to Valhalla, or wherever Vulcan catchers go. Kirk's a frugal man, and instead of wasting cash on a ride, he decides to break Bones out of prison and hijack the Enterprise. They break the Enterprise out of space dock, but the Excelsior has been ordered to pursue and stop their escape. Captain Von Douchebag is mildly annoyed when he has to interrupt his manicure to grab his space crop and chase after them. His confidence in the Excelsior's ability to catch the Enterprise, however, is misplaced as he must not be aware of Scotty's reputation. After just a short time on the ship, Scotty managed to fuck up their trans-warp drives and they are dead in the water as the Enterprise blazes a rainbow trail across the galaxy. As they reach Genesis, a science vessel named Grissom has already been destroyed by the Klingon Reverend Jim Ignatowski who is looking at Genesis as the ultimate doomsday device. Apparently word travels fast about a super-secret terraforming device as the Reverend Jim decided to break treaty and grab the device himself with just his scout ship and one of Goza's guard dogs to assist. On the planet are Kirk's son David, Sarvik the face-changing Vulculin, and a reconstituted Spock, now with 98% more angst. As Kirk enters the system, they get a blip on sensors that disappears. The Klingon bird of prey is cloaked and waiting for an ambush attack to disable the Enterprise. But Kirk and Sulu don't need no stinking sensors as they scan the view screen for a slight shimmer and charge up their weapons in anticipation of shooting whatever that shimmer turns out to be. Kirk doesn't want to alert the shimmer that they know what's up, so he doesn't raise shields, trusting that they will be there when he needs them. Guess he forgot that Scotty was back on the ship. The Klingons decloak, the Enterprise fires causing massive damage to the smaller ship, but the shields fizzle out, leaving them open for a counterpunch. The Klingons hit the engines, disabling the Enterprise. The Rev demands Kirk's surrender after ordering his men to kill a hostage, which turns out to be David. A pissed-off Kirk agrees, but sets the ship to self-destruct and then beams himself and crew down to the planet. The Klingons beam most of their crew over to the Enterprise to die in a fiery explosion. A pissed-off Reverend Jim beams to the surface to get the Genesis device himself, since there is really no one else to do it, and beams everyone but Kirk and Spock to his ship as prisoners. He and Kirk fight on a dying planet, Kirk does some double-fisted kung fu, the Rev kicks Kirk's ass, but has balance problems and falls to a fiery death. Kirk does his best Reverend Jim impression and beams himself and Spock up to the Klingon ship where the last crew member surrenders when he sees he's outnumbered 6 to 1. Kirk and crew head to Vulcan to get Bones and Spock some couples counseling complete with sexy Vulcan acolytes, Ahura catches up with the rest of the crew, and roll an amnesiac Spock starting to get his memory back, credits. All right, so we are 
three Star Trek movies in in our summer of Star Trek. Just seven more to go. That's it. Oh, man. What are you talking about? Oh, man. Well, this one was... uh, This one This one wasn't great. This one is probably... It's probably the weakest one that we've watched so far. Not far yeah, behind is, the motion yeah. picture, but probably the weakest one. Yeah, it's bad. And it'll I, probably I, be I, the weakest one until we get to five. I would I would probably agree with that. This may be the second worst one ever next to five. And I'm not sure why, because it's not just, it's not horrible like five. It's not horrible like it's the Insurrection. Writing. It's the acting. It's the writing. Did I mention it's the writing and the acting? The writing isn't great. No, but it's not good. No, it's not good. You Klingon bastard. You killed my son. Followed by you Klingon bastard. You killed my son. Followed by you Klingon bastard. It's just not good writing. Those were three lines in a row by Kirk. He was coming to grips with the fact that his son that he only knew for, what, two weeks has died. (laughs) Well, no, he knew about he knew about his son a lot longer. He just had no know him, though. Yeah, he didn't have any contact with him. Right. Right. So so how did so so this 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 movie happens in the space of. What a couple? Well, I guess technically a couple hours, right? Because well, the movie is only long? about an hour and forty-five minutes. So yes. Well, no, no, no. I mean, in terms of like from when when Wrath of Khan ended and this one picked up is, I mean, how long? Uh, yeah, was it's, it's, it's a couple would, weeks. A couple weeks. Yeah. It so took them a so while they were sh- they were stranded. Were they stranded out there and it, they had to get it repaired or or? No, it took them a couple days to get out to. Uh, to the SETI system where Wrath of Khan took place. But right. they when they left the star base, it took 2.9 hours from there to get back to the Genesis. Well, no, plane. I think they cut to a point where they were 2.9 hours away. I think their time okay. had passed okay. and they were just... Right, because it didn't take Uhura 2.9 hours to get to Vulcan. No. So, yeah, no. Which was the rendezvous point? Which, by the way, right. like I, I'm just gonna say it. I know we're all thinking it, so I'm just gonna say it. Uhura looked really hot in this movie. She, she, well, I mean, she's looked hot in pretty much all the movies, including the the television series too. But she had kind of a thriller vibe going on with this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, she did. I dug it. I dug it a lot. I'll tell you who didn't look hot was Yeoman Rand. Was she in this movie? She, she was one of the first that stood up. Uh, when the Enterprise was coming back to space dock. I did not see that. How did you miss that? I missed like, that. She saw it. She saw it coming into space dock and they gave her some screen time uh, by her having like this look of, oh my God, it looks so beat up. And then she stood up like in shock, which were normal people would sit down in shock. She was already sitting. So she sh- she, she stood up in shock. Yeah, no, I, I totally missed that. Yeah. She did not look hot. Fun fact. Yeoman Rand was the original uh, star, uh, I'm sorry, Chicken of the Sea Tuna Mermaid. Yeah, you said that. Well, I said that in our super secret Discord chat. 
I know you said that in our super secret Discord channel. I'm saying that but for when you, the listeners. I'm guessing now. that you saw. That's why I'm saying I'm shocked you didn't see her because you said that, and it, I thought you were watching the movie at the time, but apparently not. No, I was actually I was actually researching tuna at the time. Why the hell were you researching? Don't ask. It was it's it was a whole different conversation that I had earlier in the week. Um, we were talking about uh, different brands of tuna and and which one was better. And then I couldn't remember who owned Chicken of the Sea, and it was it was a whole Jesus research Christ. rabbit hole that wait, I went down. Wait, and hold on, it just who happened were to you coincide. Talking, <laughs> who are you talking about tuna with? Top men, Rob. Top men. <laughs> All right, look, I want to talk about the glaring pothole, Fuck. pothole, not pothole, plot hole in this whole fucking movie. Which one was that? Okay, so Enterprise, the series Enterprise, happens approximately 100 years before. Uh, please don't fo- tell me you're going to talk uh, about uh, the trans warp drive. No, I'm not going to talk about the okay. trans warp drive. Uh, 500 or 100 years before the five year mission uh, of Star Trek, right? Which was what, 20 years before this movie, right? Approximately 20 years before this movie. Was it 20? Yeah, because they said that the Enterprise had been our home for 20 years. What have I done? So. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So you're looking at about 120 years. Well, during Enterprise, this is when the whole Katra, uh, Vulcan Katra thing was fleshed out. And it was fleshed out in a very dumb way. Mind melds were illegal on Vulcan uh, during Enterprise. They were not uh, practiced. Right. Yeah, it was considered taboo. It was right? considered taboo. Yeah, yeah you couldn't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, Katra was not a thing. There was there were the the sect of Vulcans who believed in the Katra, and then like mainstream Vulcan didn't. So you're telling me that in a span of a hundred years during Sarek's lifetime, during Sarek's lifetime, because they lived to be three hundred years old, that. All of Vulcan changed. The Katra became mainstream in that hundred years. Everybody embraced it. And suddenly the mysticism that Kirk speaks of uh, about uh, this Vulcan belief in the Katra uh, in a hundred years, this all takes place. And now there's like this super long ritual to, to remove the Katra from someone else and put it back in someone's body. Well, but she said in the movie that this hadn't been practiced since the, the ancient times and that she wasn't sure that she knew how to do it. Wait, yeah, I'm thinking originally the Katra goes, went into something else. Her, her, the, the woman who did this, who performed this ceremony is the same woman from enterprise. But you guys didn't know that. Did you? Yes. Yes, it is. It is the same character. It's not the same actress. It is the same character. The woman who makes all of this go mainstream is the woman who puts the Katra back in Spock. Okay. So well, that makes sense. Okay, maybe. But if she said this hasn't been practiced in ancient times, is that a hundred years ago? Are ancient times within the Vulcan lifetime? No, 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 no. She said this is probably something that they haven't had to do since they brought back the Katra or the the mind meld uh, mysticism shit. So within that hundred years between Enterprise and uh, Search for Spock, they they brought back the this this mystic cast of Vulcans that do mind melds, Katras, all that other bullshit. 
All right, and they so, taught the entire species how to do it in a hundred years. Well, no, they they didn't so, teach the entire species. I mean, she's obviously she was obviously one of the leaders trying to bring these rituals back into Vulcan culture, and so she is at this point in Star Trek three, um, the the high potentate of of Star Trek or of, of Vulcan Katra <laughs> shit. And potentate so of she's that's that's a, that's the official title, by the way. High potentate of Katra shit. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think so. I think I read yeah, that somewhere. Um, yeah. But so but this is a, a ritual that she's probably studied. She's probably read about, but has never had the opportunity or the misfortune okay. to right. perform. And here's and here's here. Here's uh, based off of Memory Alpha, Wikipedia of all Star Trek knowledge. Um, Surak died in the fourth century and his Katra survived up until 2154 when it was, uh, absorbed by another Vulcan and then briefly held by Captain Archer. Um, yeah, I, I remember right. that. they, they so, basically made him bones and he was going right, right, right. So, crazy. so after, after the reappearance of Surak's Katra, um, to Pau, not to Paul, not to be confused with uh, to Paul, but to Pau, um, gained influence because she was one of the priests that helped get get it out of Archer, and it uh, caused a complete reorganization of the Vulcan government and society, uh, and that was established in Enterprise Awakening in Kirshara. Now is so, uh, T Pau the. The priestess that performed it in Star Trek Three, Tapal, Tapal, whatever. T Pal, like she's some kind of fucking West Coast rapper that fucking she could be. You don't know. Uses auto uh, auto tune. I I would watch that movie. T Pal, T Pal, what the fuck, Tapal? Me, yes. Well, no, she might not have been. She might not have been in the movies but she was involved in the uh original series uh she officiated spock's wedding spock's wedding yeah where he had to fight kirk Mm -hmm. yeah and then uh yeah yeah okay i I don't see it as a as a glaring plot hole like you do i think it's plausible i don't i i see it i i don't think an entire uh Although I don't know, maybe I, what is twenty twenty? If twenty twenty taught me anything, is it's that society can change uh, pretty quickly. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe Vulcans yeah. are just more susceptible to uh, uh, being taken with mysticism than well. We maybe are. maybe it's the fact that you know they thought that this was a myth, and then out of nowhere, one of you know Surak was one of the one of their big dudes in history, you know, and right. And then all the shows back up. I mean, yeah. T pal starts doing fucking music videos with him and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's going to rock you to your logical core. Oh yeah. You're probably making videos, being on a boat, talking about being on a boat. Mm -hmm. Boats and hoes. Or a box with a phallic member in it. That's not T pal. That's no, but that's, Group the T Pal Lowly Island. Yeah. Lowly right. Island. Yeah. Yeah. You, well, you know, they bought a boat. It's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they bought, bought a boat, boat right. motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got it. Yeah. I have no idea what you two are talking about. I don't know any songs by T Pain. So, yeah. 
I, but, that, okay, but I do Lonely know Island, I'm on a boat. Lonely Island has a song where they say, I bought a boat. Not, and no, not have, I bought a boat. Oh, I'm on okay. a boat. I'm on a boat. Yeah. And it features and, T-Pain. Yeah, and then they and also have the a song called Dick in a Box, and that's what I was... But that's with Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. I'm on a boat is with T-Pain. T-Pain, yeah. And he yeah. fucked a mermaid. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Moving on. And we're back <laughs> on Star Trek. Um, I just want to say that um, Savick is still pretty hot. No, she's not. No, <laughs> she is. No, she she's is. not. She look, is. Look, yeah, look, yeah, yeah. No, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Uh, as a viewer, you realize that Spock had the opportunity to to go through Pond Far with Kirstie Alley, and instead he gets stuck with not Kirstie Alley. It doesn't matter how hot she is; she's not as hot as Kirstie Alley was then. I'll, and, I'll give you that. And so, if if I'm Spock, if I'm teenage Spock going through Pond Far for the first time, I would rather Pond Far the shit out of Kirstie Alley than Pond Far. Uh, what's your nuts? Hey, if you can't pawn far the one you want, you pawn far the one you're with. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Do you wow. tell your wife that? No. Or does she tell you that? So that might are be you accurate. telling me, <laughs> yeah, are you telling me that, uh, that they were, you know, the pawn far is like uncontrollable desires and all that kind of stuff. And they were able to, she was able to curtail those desires by rubbing two fingers together. I think that's foreplay. I think that's Vulcan foreplay. <laughs> Just Vulcans the tips. Don't have foreplay. Just, Just the, the tips. tips. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, more power to him. I don't I know. It's a PG movie. They're not going to show Vulcans fucking. Well, I, I. Yeah. Especially. Yeah, because they were going to do that. I'm going to be 100 percent honest. They needed to That's do that. That's a totally on different show. Now they needed <laughs> to do that on Enterprise. Ooh, yeah. With T'Pol. T'Pol and uh, Trip. Mm-hmm. I, ju- I look just to, oh man, just, T'Pol. Just, wait, wait, wait. Let me T'Pol throw this at general. you. Let me let me throw this at you, Rob, and Let's you tell me it. if this is something you want to catch or not. Let's go. T'Pol, T'Pol and Hoshi. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah, I'm all I'm all yeah. over that. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. T'Pol and Hoshi going at it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on it. again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I move that the girdles that Shatner was wearing get overtime pay <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> it was so obvious. Uh, you know who needed those, though? And I, I hate to say this, Scotty. Scotty gained a little weight between movies, yeah. Oh, just wait for the next one. Oh, I, I remember, yeah. Yeah. Although the next one, I, look, as much as I hate the next one, I have a feeling the next one's going to be much more fun than this one. This one was just not as much fun as I remembered. It was oh, it was slow. It was plotting. Yeah, the I mean, Klingons kind of sucked. It didn't really uh, have a, a good climax. It just kind no. of, it, it got to a point and then plateaued for the rest of the movie. You know who else says it didn't really have a good climax? Rob's wife. Oh God! Mm. Ooh, that was a that was a well timed dig. It really was, wasn't it? Yeah, it just unlike anything in this movie, it wasn't really well timed. I do like that we got introduced to what three different ship models in this movie that looked really pretty cool. The Excelsior looked great. Oh no, four, uh, four, four different ship models. Three the, looked really uh, cool, and then one was just kind of. 
I didn't care for the the traitor ship, is what I'm guessing it was. Yeah, that the that the spy was on. Which, by the way, Klingons are not known for having spies. That's not honorable. Those are the Romulans. That that's another question that I have is I've never liked the fact that Klingons have cloaking devices on their ships. It just seemed very not Klingony. I mean, for somebody that is as warrior focused as the Klingons are, full of honor and everything, cloaking doesn't seem honorable. No, especially the way Klingons do don't seem honorable. Yeah, especially the way uh, you know Fucknut did it in the Klingon Bird of Prey, where he was sneaking up, sneaking up as as close as he could get. Well, on the front, yeah, from the front. Yeah, he could have done that from the rear, but. Um, yeah, and then decloaking said. at the last point to, to ambush. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I have, yeah. Like just the Klingons in general, like even six, right. When we get to six, that's the big thing, right? Cause now they can fire while cloaked, which breaks the treaty that they have with, uh, with the Federation, uh, and the Romulans. Right. So it's, it's just like this big thing. Like if you're going to make a race and you're going to make them honorable and you're going to make them warrior type, like. There are a couple stereotypes that you can't that you can't have them do. One is they can't really have spies because they despise spies. They would rather just you know instead of stabbing you in the back, they'd rather stab you in the front. Uh, number two, that speaking of that, not only was the Klingon going to stab you in the back, he was going to stab a woman in the back. Right. That's the most dishonorable thing that you can possibly do. Right. Number three, the, the cloak ships, uh, and number four, Christopher Lloyd just makes the worst Klingon captain ever. I, yeah, he wasn't a great Klingon captain. I don't think he was the worst I've ever seen, but he wasn't great. Name one that was worse. I um, Exactly. Oh, speaking of bad captains. Oh, my God. The captain of the science vessel. Dude, he had a Terrible. riding crop. Oh, no, no, that, that was, was Excelsior. 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 Yeah. yeah, no, that was funny. We'll get to him in a second. Uh, but the one, I don't even remember the name of the stupid ship that blew up because I don't Grissom. care. It was Grissom. Thank you. That captain was an idiot and a bad actor. Yeah. And yeah. a terrible actor. And he yeah. couldn't act his way out of a wet paper bag. Yeah. My fucking God, who cast yeah. that guy? It was terrible. Yeah, he oh, had more God. screen time than Doogie Hauser's dad. Oh, my God. Why was it Doogie Hauser's dad just... Oh, my God. I wanted to see a battle between a, a basically automated enterprise, because that's what it was, and that's what the Klingons knocked out, was the automation part that Scotty set up. Which, by the way... Speaking of Scotty, he basically took out like 4D batteries out of a vibrator. I know. And that, that stopped the fucking Excelsior. Yeah. Would you stop if your uh, D batteries were missing out of your vibrator? I don't have any. I shoot rainbows, Rob. I don't have a need for anything that takes D batteries. Okay. Eh, it's not what I've heard, but let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they don't. We, they don't take D batteries anymore. Just FYI, you can just plug them into like a USB. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And you would know. You I would, would know. know. Or you pull Absolutely. the pull the crank start. Yeah. One of the other. Right. It, wait. What movie was that? Space Trucker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the 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 pull start. <laughs> it's called a callback and miss. Yeah, but anyway, he takes out like four things and he makes some Mario uh, and Luigi comment about plumbing. I don't. But I mean, he's he, he's marginally better in this movie on fixing shit, kind of. But he's much better at breaking shit and keeping shit broke. I mean, the shields, come on. The shields didn't come up. That's your fucking watch, Scotty. Yeah. Shields didn't come up. 
Well, he, so here's the thing. So a, a, a starship, uh, unless we're talking about Into Darkness and it's the Vengeance, a starship takes a crew. Uh, it takes a crew of a couple hundred to make sure that it runs smoothly and that when the captain says, you know, raise shields and Sulu hits the button, that somebody somewhere else hits another button and maybe somebody else is tra- cranking a fucking dial. I don't know how it works, but it takes people to do that shit, right? Like I got to divert power from something or another. Who fucking knows? I didn't read technical manuals. And honestly, I don't give a shit about fictional technical manuals. All you need to know is a ship can't be run by three or four people. Scotty fixed it in air quotes uh, so that three or four people could run the enterprise. And he, as per usual, fucked it up because Spock is dead and Spock couldn't go help him fix the fuck up. Right. And that's, that's also one of the quabbles that I have is that he called himself a miracle worker. And I was thinking the entire time, no, you're not the miracle worker. You're the guy who fumble fucks around in engineering until <laughs> Spock comes down. Yeah, but and fix okay, his this shit. Is, it goes back to the series. I During know. the series, he was he was the miracle worker. He didn't really fuck shit up. He didn't need Spock's help because Spock was too busy jerking off the captain. So well, somebody's got to do it. It goes back to the well. It's not going to be Bones. So that's the that's the whole thing. That's why Bones was jealous. He wanted to, but. Spock wouldn't let him. Those forearms are just too small. Uh, you know, you got to yeah. build that shit up. Yeah, he's got surgeon's hands, and and Kirk likes it a little rough. He wants some. God, this is just getting weird. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it is. So uh, on the original series, Scotty was indeed a miracle worker, and so that followed him through. And they wanted to play on that finally, and kind of make him semi competent, which is great. So automated, well, I think they were him- also they were setting up for I think for Voyage Home a little bit because this was a three. Yeah, they knew this was a three-part series, so I think they were kind of setting him up as, okay, now he's going to be, you know, one, he's got to make a bird of prey fly that they don't know how to use, um, and yeah, you know, let's then they got to save some second. whales. Let's, yeah, let's, let's talk about the bird of prey. The, the bird of prey oh is God. one of my favorite Star Trek models. I yeah, love that the one. Didn't look too the, great. What are you talking about? Look, this is what are you talking about? It looked awesome. Eh. It looked like yeah. all the other bird of praise that they've portrayed. Yeah, that's true. Okay, at that point in time, yeah. No, okay. throughout the entire fucking series, I like the newer looking ones. What newer? They all look ones? the fucking same. They're just either bigger or smaller. I like what? I, so what are you I liked how it, about? Uh, it was a decent model. I like the one in Voyage Home. Wait, wait, no, they, no, no, they no, cleaned no, it no. up. They cleaned it up in easy. Voyage Home. No, no, no. Go back. Yeah, go back. I want to know what the hell you were talking about. What I didn't like, I thought the model looked a little too um, uh, green. Green, yeah. There's the word. So the lighting of the model didn't. It was a little off. Yeah. So I will give it that the graphics in this movie weren't as good as the first two movies. The the matting or the compositing of the models on top of whatever they used as the background, either I guess blue screen or matting or whatever it was that they used, it didn't look right. The the lighting was off. Uh, yeah. yeah, I if you're going to talk about like special effects and whatnot, they weren't that special, but I chalked it up to the time period. And like they've never had they done something where a starship was landing on a planet before. No, no. And it, it seemed like the sense of scale seemed a little uh, off. It seemed off a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, the because if you're if you're basing yeah, but if you're basing it off of okay, this is a starship and it's landing on the planet, those were some 
big ass fucking lights that were shining up at it. I mean, it just seemed off. Are are you talking when they landed in Vulcan? Yeah, yeah, when they landed at Vulcan and, you know, they had the lights shining up on it. Those were some huge lights if we're supposed to think that this spaceship okay, is huge. Okay, just hold on. You realize, like, I, I, the scaling was a little bit off, but it wasn't that far off. You remember, there was only a crew of 12. Yeah, this is a small scout oh, ship. okay. The bird and of prey isn't said a big that we're, ship. Yeah, we are overmatched. We are overpowered. We are over, like, we're outgunned. We are, we're okay. outnumbered. And he's That's like, true. That's true. We're Klingons. We have 2.2 gigawatts of power. 1.21. I don't know. I haven't watched that movie in forever. And honestly, if I'm being honest, that's not really that good of a movie. <laughs> You're wrong. I'm not wrong. Wrong. Back to the Future 3, better than Back to the Future. Mm, no. Better yes. than Back to the Future 2, I will give you that. Oh, well, Jesus, My the last dump I took was better than Back to the Future 2. Hell, Search for Spock is better. You know what? Oh, five. No. Star Trek 5 is better than 2. No. Oh, you shut yeah. your whore mouth. No. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I said it. And Take it back. you're wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not taking it back. 5 is terrible. And uh, uh, time uh, the, the Back to the Future 2 is even more terrible. Mm-mm. Yes. It's dumb. Can't wait till we get to Back of the Future 2. Oh, me too. I can't wait. It's, it's a stupid movie. Let's talk about this movie. Uh, the Genesis Project was a huge failure because uh, the scientists were unethical. But if you remember... Well, no. The, 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 it two, was a failure because the proto-matter was unstable. Right. But that, that she even said, she's like, why did you use it? How many people paid for this you knew better than to use it it's unstable you knew it was unstable you're unethical in two they had the moral they were on the moral high horse the other government's coming and they're going to take our shit and it's not theirs it's ours and we knew the military couldn't be trusted blah 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 and in this one it's all oh, the scientists are a bunch of assholes i don't remember the blah to blah to blah to blah part oh that yeah. was that was said under his breath oh yeah. okay yeah, 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 I thought yeah. it may have been like a, an, a so, deleted scene that I didn't watch or something. What happened to what happened to Carol? Yeah, right. What happened to Carol? Yeah, she she just kind of yeah, disappeared. Well, yeah, she didn't sign the contract to come back for uh, Star Trek Three. Apparently not, because yeah, that's what I happened. Mean, <laughs> this is, I mean, she read. The I mean, we're assuming. She we're, said, yeah, she said did this. Did Shatner is shit. write this? And they yeah. were like, yeah. She's like, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, because Shatner didn't write it. She's a serious actor. Uh, that's the real. I mean, if you want to know why, that's why. I'm surprised they got fucking Sarek in this. To be honest with you, Chandler didn't Sarek, write it, but uh, Nimoy directed it. I don't look. So yeah, I have this script signed by one Leonard Nimoy, and it sits in here, and it's it's in plastic, and it's well protected, and it's one of my most treasured geek possessions. Until uh, but this now, movie's... when you realize that the movie's... Oh, no, the movie's still terrible. Like, objectively, it's just not good. The like the writing is just... I don't know. Two was so good. And if you forget that one happened, if you forget that the motion picture happened, which we've discussed was just a, a, a glorified episode, and you, you look at two as the first real Star Trek on the big screen, this would be then 
the second one. And the second one, like Back to the Future, is never as good as the first one. True. And so if you look at it like that, you can kind of excuse some of this stuff. But I just, I think a lot of it was the success of two. The studio went, oh, shit, let's pump something out. And they were like, is there a, is there a 15 year old who can write a script? Well, that's, that's kind of what they did. Only they didn't hire a 15 year old. They hired the the same script writers as two. I don't believe you because two was so much better. Did they just have to pump this out quick? Yes. They, they started on this script. I think like six weeks after the original or after the second movie launched. Well, there's your problem. Just give it a minute, man. For fuck's sake, give it a minute. Think about what you're writing because I, I promise you repeating the line twice and then repeating the, the half of the of the line a third time is not doing you any favors. And then, I look, I, I don't... <laughs> the way Christopher Lloyd delivered his lines in Klingon where he would just hold out words. Right, yeah. Like, why are you doing that? That's not how the word's pronounced in Klingon. You can just say the fucking word. You're just being a giant douche nozzle at this point, Christopher Lloyd. Stop. I I think maybe they had to do it because they knew Kirk was going to say the line. So they knew Shatner was going to do Shatner. And Shatner doing Klingon turns out like, Shatner doing Klingon was fun. <laughs> well, it was something. <laughs> oh, I thought it was interesting shit. that despite the Klingon captain ordering, you know, somebody to die and it turned out to be his son, he was willing to try and help him save him until the Klingon captain decided to be a super dick and try to drag him down to death with him. And then Kirk was like, well, he's fuck a better, you. He's a better man. <laughs> Go die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's fed, he's Federation. They have bigger, better ideals. No, I get that. And yeah. that was uh, one of the arguments that I made in uh, Kirk versus Picard. Who won that, by the way? I did. Picard. Kirk. I don't remember. Oh, no, Picard. that's right. That's right. Uh, Janeway. Jesus fucking Christ. God, you're an asshole. Janeway is the worst captain of all the captains. All right, fine. I don't Cisco. Know. Cisco is, Cisco is right up it. there. Uh, Cisco wasn't really a captain until like the I, last season. I changed my mind. The best captain is a uh, riding crop douchebag. <laughs> Baron Von Douchebag. I, I'm all right with that. Yeah. He, he kind is of is the a best, douchebag. He is the best Starfleet guy. I don't get up for anything except, you know. <laughs> it, look, whatever. was I the only one right. that when he hit the button, when they were like, yellow alert, captain to the bridge, and he's like, this is a captain. What do you need? Was I the only one that went, okay, boomer. <laughs> yeah. Was I, I can was, see that. <laughs> it's like, Sarah, just get the fuck up and go to the bridge, dickhead. Why are you? And why are you grabbing your riding crop? What the fuck do you need a riding crop for on a goddamn bridge? You fucking asshole. Yeah, no shit. We'll continue until morale improves. <laughs> and why does his riding crop have glowy buttons? How does that well, fucking work? Because it's work? a futuristic riding. I know crop. it's a space it's like crop. a lightsaber. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fucking lightsaber crop. He was he was oh getting ready God. for his BDSM session. Yeah, but you know what? He'd be the one in the gimp mask. I'm just probably, saying, probably. Yeah. Ah, damn. But the Excelsior <laughs> was a cool looking ship. So yeah, we get to see that in six. Just wait for it, folks. Yeah. 
Yeah. No. Yep. Is, oh, yeah. It is six. Sulu gets the Excelsior. Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. It was a cool. We also get to ship, see that in that Generations too. Yeah. Do oh. Yeah. Enterprise yeah. B yeah, is they, an Excelsior class. Yep. Oh, that's right. It is an Excelsior class. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Like here's yep. the whole thing with this. Like so far with in the first movie, the second movie, and the third movie. Here's I'm going to give you the overall theme for the first three movies of Star Trek. We're fucking old. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Like, that's all it is. It's all their mothballing the Enterprise. They don't want to give us a pose. Yeah, and I didn't they understand that. Why mothball the Enterprise? I mean, they don't mothball a lot of their other ships. Like the Oberth class, the, the one of the new ship designs that they showed in this movie, has been around since forever. I mean, this was the first portrayal. But they carried that on into like next generation and DS9. You get your answer in, you get your answer in five. What's that the answer Oberth? for those of us that don't want to wait? No, the, the the answer is here's the Enterprise A. This is why we were mothballing the Enterprise. Here's the Enterprise A. I thought this they made. Going- I thought they renamed uh, another Constitution class because the Enterprise blew Mm-mm. up. Mm-mm. You sure? Nope. They give. Yeah, I'm almost sure they give them a new ship. Yeah, they give that them a new the, ship. It was it was the Enterprise, yeah, it was the Enterprise A, but a. it was originally commissioned as another name. I don't. Oh. I don't think so. I think that was going to be their uh, their uh, uh, reward for two, for one and two. Like, hey, because the guy even says at the beginning of three, the the extra that got the uh, got some speaking lines. He was like, "Are we going to have a?" They're going to have a reception for us. And Kirk's like, God knows you deserve one. Right. paid for the party with the dearest of blood. Right. Yeah. So I think that was going to be the reward is here's it. Like we're mothballing it. This was going to be a surprise. Oh shit. You took the one we're going to mothball you dumb motherfucker. And so they give him a demotion and rank in, in spoiler in five and he's captain instead of Admiral, which is really what he wanted all the time, all, all along. And they give him a new ship and his old crew. Nah, uh, I, and it's, I, Enterprise a. it's been a while, but I, I think that's, I think that's an incorrect reading. I think, hey, look, look, I think they demoted weeks, him we'll find out. as we'll find out. Yeah. I think they demoted him as punishment for stealing the enterprise. Certainly. But then they right, awarded right. him the enterprise a, which was a renamed other commission ship or another refit of a, of another ship. Um, I don't think as so. I reward think for new. saving the earth two or three different times in the span of three different movies. I think it was brand new because it had it had the transwarp drive and everything that the the, the Excelsior. I don't know. I'll did. do some uh, research on the fly or research. A, it oh, was we'll a well, Constitution well, class research. refit. It was a Constitution class ref, uh, refit. It doesn't say anything about it. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, well. Several non-canon sources have claimed that it was formerly going to be the USS Yorktown, right? Um, uh, Those are non-canon. Or, doesn't yeah, count. or the Atlantis. Um, it doesn't. It. I don't see anything in here that says anything about uh, it being canon. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, here's the other thing. Like, so you have a captain who essentially goes rogue, right, Kirk? Steals the Enterprise, goes rogue. They don't know where he's going with the starship. They have an idea. You know, they, they kind of know where he's going. They know what he's doing. 
but they don't send anybody after him. Well, they did. <laughs> and that ship well, kind of just clunked out. And right. I hated those fucking sound okay. effects for the Look, ship. It's called Look, it's called Starfleet, not Star Two Ships. They have a fleet of ships. Where are Maybe. all these fucking ships? And you, they're there, never there where you any, need them to be. Well, they blew right? one and of them up. Aren't, well, there aren't any except those two in the soul system. Is that what you're telling me? Well, they, they blew up the you're, Reliant. The Grissom was already out there and it got blown up. Okay, so that's two. Uh, the the uh, Excelsior was, de- uh, was out. I guess everybody else was way the fuck out there on maneuvers. I don't <laughs> right. know. I, right. Where, like, no one's going after. Look, there's a whole other movie where they just, like, take off from Vulcan. Like, oh, shit. Oh, oh the Earth's in trouble. Holy shit. We should probably go back in time so Rob gets a hard on. Blah, blah. <laughs> I heard time travel. What? <laughs> It's just ridiculous to me that they don't send somebody to arrest these guys. Well, they did they once they finally got back after four. <laughs> they don't get, yeah, where they went to arrest him in what, the fucking bay? Oh, look, they just, they're in, they're in San Francisco Bay. We should probably go arrest them now. Man, that saves us a lot on gas, doesn't it? Sure does, Bob. This is stupid. Well, there wasn't enough time. <laughs> I mean, Earth's under attack. Consider, consider these Three movies take We're under attack take from a place giant in the span tube. of what two to three weeks, and part of that they're back in time. What are they going to send time cop back to arrest them? Section thirty one tra- time travels all the fucking time. Well, we don't know about section thirty one yet. We're under attack from a giant tube in space. God, I can't wait to do four. What a stupid fucking movie! It's the greatest. It is not the greatest. It is awesome. Is oh, it is such a oh, fun my movie. God. It is right. such a fucking jerk off for hippies who want to save the whales and save the planet. Oh God, I think I just came. Okay, so but here's here's my big question though for you, Crowley. Yes, you sir. Put you put this as number four on your list. Out of it, uh, out of how many movies are there? Ten. Ten. Yeah, this is going down there a little bit. I think after okay. we get done watching all these. Okay. Yeah, we'll, get to, we'll we, get to that. We put it as seven and eight. We yeah, put this I, movie I as seven and eight. I might have been something. I may have been romanticizing this a little bit. Yeah. 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 This is just not good. Like, uh, uh. This is I mean, one of the first movies I saw uh, in the uh, 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 drive-in, drive-in movie theater. Uh, the first one I saw in the drive-in movie theater was Wrath of Khan. This was the, the second one. I mean, you said first contact was number five. Look, man, this is why we're doing it, right? So we yeah. can go back through and we can't, like, I'm not looking through shit through rose-colored glasses right now. I'm looking through shit through uh, uh, a script that was written hastily. I mean, that's what it was. This script was written, written hastily. I think it's a great premise. I think the plot might be fine. I think the execution of said plot, some casting decisions and some writing decisions, uh, they, they needed somebody to go, no. And they didn't. They were just like, yes, let's get this done. We want money. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Well, they they did this thing for uh, $16 million. $16 million. That was How much did they make? 80-something. Yeah, 87. for the time, look. out of look, <laughs> You have to remember, what, what year did this come out? 84. 84. June so, 1st. So what, what what was it going up against, right? Like Ghostbusters. What, space truckers? Um, uh, Indiana no, I mean Jones. like sci-fi. Um, I mean like sci-fi. Oh, sci-fi? And it's a big IP. 
Well, this was this was considered a, a blockbuster, a summer blockbuster. So uh, I don't know if there were any other sci-fi movies coming out that year. I think that I think that if if you're looking at it from that perspective, like in it did so well and it was a summer blockbuster and made all this money. I guess. I mean, you go see it because you want to see it. It's not bad if you're a huge Star Trek nut. And you're and you're a kid like I was, right? Eighty four. I was eight years old. I was a huge Star Trek nerd. I loved it. I I thought Star Trek was the greatest thing ever. I'd go okay, see. Okay, so it. it went up against well, not up against, but uh, Ice Pirates was uh, released <laughs> in March sixteenth, nineteen eighty four. Yeah. So there's not uh, much that it was. Supergirl. Well, so the summer. Oh, Supergirl. So the, terrible. The, the summer last Starfighter. Said, Oh, I love The Last Starfighter, but I didn't love that until it came out on VHS. Yeah, but The Last Starfighter came out, I want to say, later in, in the July, year. July 13th, Yeah, so, so a month later. During uh, The in, only thing that was right there was Ghostbusters and... Uh, well, Ghostbusters, really. No, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Gremlins, Ghostbusters, and Top Secret. Well, but you can't look at it just from a, a sci-fi lens with the summer blockbuster. you got to look at all oh, okay. the other movies. All right. All right. Yeah, it made its money back opening weekend it grossed over 16 million on its opening weekend i just don't think there were i don't think there were people that were seeing this twice yeah probably not i think people went and they're like should i go see it like you know your friends are like oh you saw that should i go see it oh, what else are you gonna do You're like do you have any other plans well, i don't know i might jerk off i might get drunk or my i don't know get high well, just go see this instead oh okay i'll go do that or do that and then go see this or go see this and then do those those other things. Or do those or things go, while you're while seeing you see, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, some of those things are a little hard to do while seeing it. Don't sell your Well, you don't really have to pay attention. I mean, that's the whole, I, this is what I love about this movie. You don't really have to pay attention to it and you get the gist on. of it. Yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, okay, so uh, Spock is inside Bones. Bones hates that. Uh, Kirk feels oh, old. Yeah, the rest of the crew feels Bones old. Really you, know, you know, if you didn't know who Spock and Bones were, that sounded pretty dirty. Well, Spock is inside. I'm sure this. Bones. I'm sure this was the impetus. Uh, uh, like, I can't fucking talk today. Fuck it in the show. <laughs> All right, I got a question for you, James. Yeah, is Search for Spock more sci-fi than Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three? Well, this movie has Vulcan mysticism in it, and that alone is more sci-fi than eleven twenty-two sixty-three. I don't Spaceships, think I don't think mysticism is science fiction. Well, I don't think eleven twenty-two sixty-three was science fiction either. So I think uh, we're uh, I think we're on the same page. <laughs> uh, Rob, you got a haiku for us this week? I do. Well, lay it on us. All right. This one is titled, Great Scott. <laughs> Doc Brown is Klingon. Doc Brown chokes out a space worm. Surprise, we found Spock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That seed was so superfluous to anything that was going yeah, right. on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I think they just wanted to throw out some special effects budget there. Well, that and and maybe it show was a the Muppet fact that oh hey filled look, with the, like cream. Maybe they were like oh hey look this little tiny thing became this big old thing. Things are evolving fast. 
That's how he turns into old man Spock. And Klingons are strong. They can strangle a worm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought it was real convenient that they managed to pull Spock from the planet and cease his increased aging right mm-hmm. at the point where he died. At the Wait, same age as he what, died. That's what you find convenient. But in 112263, you're like, it's a closet that goes to the past. Yeah. And yeah. then in the past, you can go to the future by just walking where the closet will eventually be. Yeah. But that, but that's what you find convenient. Yeah. Is that he aged right to the point that he was when he died. Yeah. I hate you so much. I know. (laughs) Nice. All right. So next week we are going to continue to get sauced as we cover the fourth movie in the the Star Trek movie series. Uh, It's the movie to save Earth from an alien probe. Admiral James T. Kirk and his fugitive crew go back in time to San Francisco to 1986 to retrieve the only beings who can communicate with it, humpback whales. Oh, wow. This one was also directed by Nimoy, and it stars all your favorites. It's 1986's Star Trek IV The Voyage Home. Look, there's only really one line from this movie that you need to know, and you're going to hear it a lot next week, so Rob, just get ready for it. Double dumbass on you. Okay. You're going to hear that a lot next week. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like uh, I like Spock as his headband and his robes. And- <laughs> as a hippie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the old man martial artist. The greatest thing, I, I still to this day, I do it all the time, and I know as soon as I say this, my my Alexa here in the room is going to turn on, but I don't care. Is when Scotty picks up the mouse and he goes, "Computer, <laughs> oh, computer." <laughs> I love it. I still do it every time, and I don't care if there's somebody around or not. Uh, it's so much. You fun. have to so, use the keyboard. Uh, oh, how quaint! How quaint! <laughs> I got to bring up one one last thing that I forgot. Um, what was with Chekhov and his little like, uh, what was it, whipping boy outfit that he had, <laughs> or Amish Amish outfit? I I don't know what the what the fuck was that collar. Probably the same thing with Sulu and his like half cape. His half cape. The, but yeah, his Sulu's half... makes sense. Uh, Ow. Yeah, yeah. It's flamboyant. Yeah. It's, hey, making that... a sta- it's making a statement. For, yeah. for Chekhov, it doesn't make sense. He's Russian. Yeah. I mean, how much fashion sense is he going to have? I don't, I don't know. know. I just I don't know. I, I want, this is what I want. I want someone to paint me a picture of Chekhov. On a horse, shirtless. That's what I want. <laughs> and I want it now. Check off on a <laughs> shirtless. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we've got for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Our pod crawl music is Snack Mix My Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord. On Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smoking and drinking in space at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to smoking and drinking in space.com forward slash Patreon. And be sure to visit Creative Brain Candy for more creative shows and other creative works at creativebraincandy.com. For this week, I'm Jason. Are you telling me that five people get beamed onto a Klingon ship and can't overwhelm one dude? No, but what I am telling you is STD is canceled. No, it's not. And we'll talk to you next week.